Thank you for joining Digital Tenant, a podcast focused on digital business and the blurring of the digital and traditional business worlds. I'm your co-host, Jeremy Roberts, and with me is my co-host, Samir Khan. Hey, Samir. Hey, Jeremy. How you doing? Good. Cool. So let's do a shorty. Um, excited about this one. Here is a good one that I think a lot of people get some, some usage out of. It's called How to Leverage Promoters to Strengthen Your Social Voice. So, and I think, Samir, you will start off with you with this one. I mean, you're probably a great uh, example of this uh, social voice. I mean, you have definitely a, quite a large Twitter following and so on, and you've definitely used a lot of techniques and stuff. But how, how do you really leverage promoters and other people within the industry to strengthen your social voice? Uh, yeah, I think it's the idea about is, you know, the, the whole idea here is to identify what really works for these promoters, right? So I think uh, if you look at the last decade or so, before, even before Twitter and Facebook were mainstream, uh, promoters still existed. And the way promoters existed, and they were essentially called affiliates. Or they were not necessarily called social media influencers, right? There were a huge amount of affiliates. And among them, there was the cream of the crop. There were the top affiliates who had uh, a decent-sized blog, and they had people who subscribed to their RSS feeds. So the whole idea, it the herd mentality is pretty you know old, but the whole idea about the digital age of promoters started when the advent of Internet, when the advent of affiliate marketing. And from there on, it caught up with social media. Before promoters to woo the promoters, you know, people used to try different techniques and a lot of these techniques used to work like, you know, sort of give them free passes, bribe them and, uh, you know, make them, uh, you know, give them real good gifts. I've seen marketers giving people really crazy gifts just to get them promote their products and services like brand ambassadors, right? Sort of. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then the other way to get promoters is to pay them, right? There are promoters, uh, and that's what happened with big, uh, brand names where they actually pay these sports person uh, to wear their jersey or wear their shoes mm-hmm. uh, so they can you know hire these big brand names and you know guy and kind of go on television and uh, do well, here's an hoops. example remember yeah. that guy 50 cent the the rapper right so 50 cent was um, you know given a percentage share of uh, vitamin water and they said, hey, you know, could you represent vitamin water and all this stuff? We can't pay you now, but we'll give you a percentage of the business. Well, eventually, I believe it was either the Coca-Cola company or Gatorade or whomever really owns everything, right, bought vitamin water. And 50 Cent, I think, made $50 million or something crazy like that or $100 million right. because of that. Yeah. You know, it, it's being able to find people that that fit your target market. Exactly. And then so – I want to talk about both instances. Like, right, if you're a big brand, if you're a big name, uh, you know that you can get some of these big names to promote your products and services. Mm -hmm. But what if you're a small company? So small company don't get disappointed because there are a lot of different ways that I've seen multiple small companies have taken advantage of small group of promoters or decent group of promoters. Like, uh, you know, you talk about soccer moms or these blogger moms. They have... A network of blogs. So let's say if you're running a small, uh, maybe a you know baby product store, that's a really small, not well-known brand, but it's natural product and you want to promote it. You find one of these a small blog, blogger mom or blogger dad yep. or whatever you want to call it, 
and then you hire, you tell them about your products, you give them some free sample, they're going to try it and they're going to talk about it in their forums and blogs and a lot of people will know about it because they have a huge fan following on their blog and they're not going to charge you a gazillion amount of money they're just excited to talk about your product because they want something to talk about right and and so that's how you find these influencers and they amplify your voice because now they're sharing your knowledge to other people and then the other people know so it's kind of like yep. six degrees of separation and you all of a sudden you're popular in the world because yeah. you started with a small avenue no, I think one of the best examples too there is is back in 2012 and you and I both went to Dreamforce that we listened to a guy named Jeremiah Oyang and he, he talked about this idea to where there was a scrapbooking company and they sold like scissors and, and scrapbooking tools and stuff. You know, it's think scrapbooking, you know, is there a lot of money in this? Well, there is. It's a very large business and they found these top bloggers, these top scrapbooking moms and they went and they sent them materials to use and, and tools to use and these special scissors and so on. And they turned out to be their promoters, their advocates. And they had a really strong push. I mean, so you think it doesn't always have to be technology. It could be as something as simple as scissors and scrapbooking. So Absolutely. Yeah. Well, very cool. Um, that's our topic for today. And uh, thank you, Samir. Thank you.